This recording was produced by Green Lane Masjid. For more information on the activities and services the mosque provides, please visit www.greenlanemasjid.org. Inna alhamdulillahi nahmaduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nasta'gfiruhu wa na'udhu billahi min shururi anfusina wa min sayyati a'malina man yahdihillahu falamudilla lah wa man yudlil falahadiya lah wa ashadu an la ilaha illa allahu wahdahu la sharika lah وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله وصفيه من خلقه وخليله أرسله الله إلى الناس كافة بشيرا ونذيرا فبلغ الرسالة وأدى الأمانة ونصح الأمة وتركنا على المحجة البيضاء ليلها كنهارها لا يزيغ عنها إلا هالك فصلوات الله وسلامه عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه ومن اهتدى بهديه واستنى بسنته ودعا بدعوته إلى يوم الدين يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون يا أيها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحدة وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والأرحام إن الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما أحبتي في الله أوصيكم نفسي بتقوى الله والإحسان فإن الله مع الذين اتقوا والذين هم محسنون My brothers and sisters, I start by praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for Allah is indeed deserving and worthy of our constant thanks and gratitude and praise. And I send blessings and salutations upon our beloved messenger Muhammad salawatullahi wa salamuhu alayhi. Something that is known to all of us, yet we often forget, is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when he brought us into this world, it was ne- never meant to be a place of rest and enjoyment. Rather, it is a place of tribulation and a test from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is, you're not meant to live your life only in enjoyment and in pleasure. This is what the hereafter is for. This is what Jannah is for. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us among those that enter Jannah. Ameen. So once you understand that as a Muslim, you understand that some days will be better and other days will be worse. That sometimes Allah will test you with illness, Allah will test you with calamities, and other days Allah will bless you with ni'am and blessings. And life goes up and down and the days are not the same. This is a fact of life. In fact, when the scholars discuss some of the hikam, some of the wisdoms behind Adam alayhi salam, our father and Hawa, descending from the heavens and coming to earth, coming to the Ard, and the hubut that happened when they descended, they left Jannah. If they always resided in Jannah, and their children as a result, humanity, us also resided in Jannah, we would have never appreciated Jannah, a place where there is no ta'ab, no illness. We wouldn't have appreciated that because we would not have known otherwise. But now that you have lived in this world with its difficulty, a place without any of these calamities or these difficulties or these troubles, it has a lot more meaning and people would appreciate it more. May Allah make us of those that appreciate it and go to Jannah. So, ikhwani fillah, 
among the realities of life is that we go through sicknesses and illness. And this is what I want to discuss in this khutbah. We, it is, we will get sick. And that could be sometimes physical, it could be mental, it could be any of, a number of things. And this is part of the qadr and the qada of Allah Jalla Jalaluhu. And what I want to focus on is, yes, we get sick, but we know it's because of the qadr of Allah, but how do we then gain health? How do we get cured? And it's very important, ikhwan, if you let understand, yes, we go to our local GPs, yes, we have... Uh, um, we go to specialists and we go through surgeries and we take medications and we do all of this stuff and we vaccinate ourselves. But al-haqiqah is that, ikhwani fillah, the truth of the matter is that there is no health except the health that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala provides. Among his beautiful names, ikhwani fillah, is al-shafi, the healer, the curer. It is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that heals and cures. And that aqidah must be, that belief must be present in the heart of every Muslim. It ain't the medication, or the vaccinations, or the doctors, none of that, or the raqi that reads the Qur'an on you, they are not the ones who possess the power to give health and to cure. It is Allah Jalla Jalaluhu. And once your heart is connected to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and you know only Allah heals, only Allah cures, then all of these means that we use, the doctor, the raqi, the mental health specialists, these people... You would see them as a means, but your heart is always connected to your Creator. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can heal you without you going to the GP. And Allah can heal you without ruqya. And Allah can heal you the way He, ever he wants, Jalla Jalaluhu, because He is al-Shafi. But He, Jalla Jalaluhu, and our Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa has told us to use these means to find health from Allah Jalla Jalaluhu. So it's important you distinguish the two. When you take the medicine, the medicine doesn't heal. It's Allah. Why do you take the medicine? Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told you, the Prophet told you in a hadith when he said, Tadawu, seek medicine, cure yourselves, or seek the cures. Uh, do not use any haram means. It is when the Prophet told us to perform ruqya on each other and recite the Quran, and the Quran is a means of health. You have to understand these two facts. One, Allah is the healer. Two, Allah has given us ways to get health and to cure ourselves. But you don't rely on them. And often this happens, ikhwani fillah. What I want to focus on more specifically today, ikhwani fillah, is now that we have understood, why do we get sick? It is a test from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Prophet Ayyub was sick for a very long time. Allah was testing him. And Allah tests us with difficulties. Why do we get ill? Allah is testing us. Number one. Number two, how do we get better? Allah is the healer. Number three, how do we then ask Allah to heal us? Through dua, and through seeking conventional medicine, like the Prophet said, and through the Qur'an and the adhkar, all of the above. Now, ikhwani fillah, the type of sicknesses that we deal with include physical ones, right? You have a cough, or may Allah, you're dealing with a, with a your diabetic or cancer or any of these numbers of things. These are physical, something that can be looked through a microscope or can be seen and touched, right? Physical illnesses. Now they have their means of healing or their means of medicine. You know, you go to your doctor, you go through the whatever medication you're given, but you rely on Allah and you recite the Quran itself. Then we have ikhwan if you have spiritual illnesses. And these spiritual illnesses that I'm talking about is when you're suffering from low iman, when the Qur'an, when it's recited, you've, your heart doesn't move. When the prayer doesn't affect you, 
you require dhikr. Allah bi dhikrillah tatma'inul qulub. Indeed, with the remembrance of Allah to the heart's fine tranquility. And it is Allah that provides that. And those are illnesses that we neglect. When you have arrogance or in you that you must deal with. These things are also illnesses that happen to our heart. They are known as amradul qulub. And finally, the one that I want to focus on today, ikhwani fillah, something that is very prevalent today are mental illnesses, right? People that are suffering from mental illnesses, something that we as a community sometimes neglect or fail to understand. And you have to remember, as Muslims, our religion, ikhwani fillah, is a religion that respects ilm and understanding, right? Allah says in the Quran, فَاسْأَلُوا أَهْلَ الذِّكْرِ إِن كُنْتُمْ لَا تَعْلَمُونَ Ask the people of knowledge if you do not know. So now, People that suffer from anxiety or depression or eating disorders or other disorders or, or they're bipolar, all of these things. And these come as a result of many factors. Sometimes they are external. Someone went through trauma. They saw their family get killed. They, went through, they, they were abused or any of these things. And then as a result, they are dealing with mental illness. Or sometimes it could be the qadr of Allah. It could be ibtila from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Or it could be something that they were born with. It could be any number of things. But as Muslims, yes, the factors are important to understand and risks should be mitigated and this is part of taking the asbab. But what we need to understand is now when we have someone in front of us that is suffering from a mental illness, they should be dealt with the same way as the one that is suffering from a physical illness. Meaning what? Again, remember it is an ibtila from Allah. Allah is testing you. Number two, remember only Allah cures. Three, there is a cure. Ma min da'in illa walahu dawa. Every illness has a cure, like Allah, that Prophet ﷺ told us. And then you take the means, such as number one, recite the Quran, perform, make dhikr, uh, uh, recite the Quran on yourself or on the ill person, and this is something we often neglect. Similarly, use the conventional medicine and the medical professionals and the health professionals' advice and take it as well. Because we have to take both, ikhwani fillah. And I'm going to give you an example. When, and remember, do we rely on the therapists or the psychotherapists and think they provide health? No, Allah is the one that gives. But we go through the means, the asbab. We must. And I want to share with you, first of all, something as an ummah we have neglected, which is using the Quran as a form of health. When was the last time that you had a headache? And you were like, let me recite Surah Al-Fatiha. Often we get some paracetamol or ibuprofen. This is what we, where we start, right? And again, are you wrong for having the ibuprofen or the? No, that's not wrong. Especially if you know Allah is the one that provides health, and you're using this halal means. But how often do you think of the Quran as a form of health? We only go usually to the Quran when it's something related to hasad or ayn or jinn or sihir. Then we tend to go to the Quran, and that's our go-to, which is good, and we should. But. Like the hadith is narrated in, in the Sahihain of Abu Sa'id al-Khudri. Abu Sa'id al-Khudri was traveling, and this is the companion of the Prophet sallallahu And while they were traveling, they asked, they requested from a family who weren't Muslims, who weren't Muslims to host them, out of kindness, to host them, because they were travelers and they needed. And they refused. So then they camped elsewhere and they were not hosted or taken care of. Right? And this is important, the right of guests. Later on, a man, a scorpion, bit him from amongst these people. And he was in extreme pain. So one of them went to the camp of the Muslims, where Abu Zu'id was, anhu, and he said, Hal raqin? Is there a man who does ruqya among you? And they said, yes, but what will you give us in return? Because earlier you rejected us. And they said, we will give you whatever you ask for. And they agreed, this is when 
Abu Sa'id went and went to the man. What is his problem by the way? Does he have ayn or hasid or sihir? No. He was bitten by a scorpion. Venom, poison, something physical. Right? Something physical, something you can see. He read Surah Al-Fatiha on him. And immediately he became better. They were given some goats and sheep. They go back to the Prophet ﷺ. The Sahaba aren't sure if they can actually take this or not. So they didn't touch them. So they asked, Ya Rasulullah, this and this happened. And the Prophet was amazed and said, وَمَا يُدْرِيكَ أَنَّهَا هِيَ الشَّافِيَةِ وَكَمَا قَالْ And how did you know that Surah Al-Fatiha is a shafiyah, the one that heals? Of course, with the, with the permission of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So here you have the recitation of some Qur'an healing a physical ailment, a scorpion bite. So don't assume the Qur'an is only for spiritual, only for jinn and sihir. Don't assume that. Similarly, my brothers and sisters, and this is very important as well, that when someone is going through mental health issues or a mental illness, that we assume that there is no other means of requiring health except the Qur'an. No, the Qur'an is one of the hulul. It's the main hal. It's the main solution. But also, there is nothing wrong with using therapy. There's nothing wrong with using medication. There's nothing wrong with using these things if they work. And this one important. Remember the Prophet ﷺ said, Tadawu wa la tadawu bil haram. Heal yourself, but do not use any haram means. Aqulu qawli hadha wa astaghfirullah li wa lakum wa lisa'al muslim min kulli dhambin fastaghfiruh. Innahu wal ghafurur rahim. Alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah. My uh, brothers and sisters, we were discussing the issue of mental health and how we should view it as any other illness for the one that tests you with the physical illnesses is the one that tests you with the mental illness and the one that cures physical is the one that cures the mental Allah Almighty have your heart connected to the Almighty Jalla Jalaluhu but also use the means that are available to you and do not ignore them or neglect them but that is if they work if they work and if they are halal these are the two conditions if they work and there is actual benefit in it. If therapy is going to help someone, let them go to therapy. There's nothing wrong with that. In fact, we should encourage it. Similarly, we should recite the Quran on everyone and ourselves as well. Ikhwani fillah. We tend to call other people to recite Quran when we are sick or our children are sick. We should do it ourselves. This is the most effective one. Many people don't understand this. It is more effective when you recite the Quran on yourselves. This is what you should do because you know what you need from Allah. You are more sincere to your cause. You are more worried about yourself than the one who is the stranger that walks into your home. This is very important. And it's remember, it is Allah that heals. Have your heart connected to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And uh, finally, I want to finish with the story that's narrated by about Prophet Musa alayhi salam. It's been narrated that he became sick and he asked Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to heal him. And Allah told him, eat from a certain tree or a certain fruit. And he did and he became better. He became better. And then he got sick again and he went to the same place, but then it didn't work. And when he spoke to Allah and asked him, Allah said, the first time you asked me. And the second time you didn't. Showing you the importance and reliance of Allah, on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Whenever you're taking that medication, whenever you are taking that injection, whenever you're going through that surgery, remember Allah is the healer. 
have your hearts connected to Allah. Make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allahumma anta shafi la shifa illa shifa'uk. Shifa'an la yagadilu saqama. My brothers and sisters, I'm going to include here, inshallah ta'ala, sallu ala nabiyyum kama amarakum Allah ta'ala haithu qal, inna Allah wa malaikatu yusalluna ala nabiyy, ya ayyuhal ladhina amanu sallu alayhi wa sallimu taslima, Allahumma salli ala Muhammad wa ala ali Muhammad kama sallaita wa barakta ala Ibrahim wa ala ali Ibrahim innaka hamidun majid. Rabbana atina fi dunya hasanah wa fi al-akhirati hasanah wa qina azab al-nar اللهم لا تفرق دمعنا هذا إلا بذنب مغفور وسعي مشكور وعمل المتقبل المبرور اللهم يا مقلب القلوب ثبت قلوبنا على دينك اللهم يا مصرف القلوب صرف قلوبنا على طاعتك اللهم نصر المسلمين في كل مكان اللهم نصر المسلمين المستضعفين في كل مكان اللهم نصر المسلمين المستضعفين في فلسطين وفي كل مكان يا رب العالمين اللهم حبب إلينا الإيمان وزينه في قلوبنا وكره إلينا الكفر والفسوق والعصيان واجعلنا من الراشدين وآخر دعوانا أن الحمد لله رب العالمين وقيم الصلاة This recording was produced by Green Lane Masjid. For more information on the activities and services the mosque provides, please visit www.greenlanemasjid.org.